What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 10 of the Conflict News Analysis Podcast. For this episode, I am joined again by my friend Josh, who spent time in Ukraine as an aid worker. We had a good time speaking about current events, OPSEC, and even touched on UFOs. We recorded this episode in two parts. Hello? Hey, there he is. Hey, dude. Uh, is this any better? The connection? Yeah, here? way better. I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. Okay, good. Yeah. So, uh, so what's up, man? How's that? How's the course coming? Oh, uh, the EMT course. Um, I graduated the school. Um, but there's this, like, there's this annoying thing where, um, they make you do, uh, like 20 hours worth of mock on paper, like written tests through the school, not through the national registry before they'll inform, uh, the local county or, uh, state, uh, EMS testing services that they'll approve you for testing. Um, it's just really kind of annoying and frustrating. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, damn. So, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. They want to, they want to like have you have some real world experience, but that's a pain in the ass. Well, no, it's not even real world experience. I already did my ride alongs. They just want me to like on paper, um, just do like handwritten tests. Um, like, you know, if a six, if a 64 year old, um, apneic male, uh, yada, yada, yada is unresponsive and has a blood glucose level of, you know, let's say 140, what is the appropriate treatment in this type of situation? And it's 64 degrees outside, um, like just stuff like that, you know, just yes, no, multiple choice answers. And it's, um, it's kind of disheartening because it's like, first of all, I can't gain employment as an EMT until I have, uh, that license. And second of all, it's just like, why do I need to do 20 hours of this? If I already passed all the finals, all the midterms and everything else at the school and I paid you guys. Yeah. That seems like, uh, that seems like a fucking money grab to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. How about you, dude? How's uh, how how's your school? I know you just said it's wrapping up. Like how how do you feel about it? Yeah, finishing up, man. Uh got presenting a, a capstone project tomorrow. And then I have like one more finance uh paper that I'm writing about this nonprofit. I just have to like analyze their financials, basically. Um, oh, nice, dude. Um, yeah. Do you know anything about nonprofits? I mean, <laughs> I guess I should, right? Um, yeah, I know. I mean, I know a decent amount. Uh, I'm looking at their their form nine nineties right now, and I'm going through the past like four years and just analyzing all their, you know, what they've been spending, where they can improve. I have to basically like write about what they've been spending and where they can improve essentially. Uh, Dude, I might, I might hit you up. I might, I I might try and start my own kind of like little grassroots nonprofit uh, for when I go back to Ukraine. So I don't have to spend my own money on uh, medical gear and stuff. (laughs) I'd be smart. You'd be like a, what is it? A 501c? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be 
Yeah, I might hit you Get up it. about uh, seeking some of your advice and wisdom on that then. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I could I could maybe try to work remotely for you too a little because um, I'm getting my Master of Public Administration, but I'm also getting a graduate certificate in nonprofit leadership. Wow. So, yeah. Wow, so. my boy. <laughs> Dang, dude, that's cool. Wow, good for you, dude. That's such an accomplishment, man. I'm yeah. so excited for you. No, no, I appreciate it, dude. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's It's been like uh, two years of work now. So, and uh, I think I told you before, but luckily I got into that army uh, green to gold program. So right. I get to be active duty while I'm, while I'm getting my master's and, you know, it's pretty nice. So, oh, dang. Yeah. Oh, uh, do you want to get into like conflict analysis, analysis or military or any of that? Uh, hell yeah, we're gonna get into today. that. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> the reason why is um, I just had, I just remembered. Uh, so you mentioned you were going to, into like signals intelligence and, and analysis or something related to that, right? On well, the last I'll be, conversation, I'll be, sig- I'll be in Signal Corps, so working with communications and stuff. But those guys, like Signal, works directly with like military intelligence, right? So yeah, so you know we so, all work together. I, I know there's stuff you, you won't be able to talk about even now that you know or don't know, et cetera. But um, I was talking to a, um, a very close correspondence in Ukraine about the capabilities of the, uh, of the SBU um, via, uh, I think, a signals intelligence officer or just an all-source uh, operations officer that they know. <clears throat> and they were telling me, um, like even Telegram, like you, the the SBU can just like go straight into anyone's Telegram. Uh, they can like get into your signal pretty easily. But the only thing they really have trouble accessing is apparently WhatsApp. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no, it's true, man. WhatsApp for whatever fucking reason. I don't know what what WhatsApp does, but like narcos use WhatsApp. Like fucking like big time drug dealers, they all use yeah. WhatsApp, dude. Yeah. I know it's crazy, and, yeah. and for for like a while, signal. I thought signal was like secure. I thought um, you know, secure, but I don't know. These hackers like keep finding out ways into them. But WhatsApp is is difficult. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like they they were saying like WhatsApp is the most difficult to get into, and then um, that pretty much like, I mean, I assume I assume it's the same for every country, and it's all just like a bureaucratic lie but like they were saying like pretty much that the sbu and the um i i don't i don't remember what their uh what their uh what their foreign intelligence agency is called i think it's like rzia or something it was like pretty much they have even before the war like they had access to everything within ukraine in regards to communications comms telecommunication <laughs> um everything yeah. like it was like just all and it was also i guess the 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 program or the whatever their go-to technology is like i don't know what the equivalent of um what palantir is or what 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 the thing the israelis have which is like what what's it called like hydra yeah something like that yeah, like they, the the Ukrainians, and I guess every 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 other nation has like their own version of something akin to that. But it's like it renders all any idea or notion of privacy like <laughs> mute. That's <laughs> like yeah. it just 
so I was like, I was really surprised. Like, I did not know that. Um, just how easy that stuff is to get through. Oh yeah, dude, it's it's crazy. There's just no like privacy anymore. Nothing <laughs> there. It's just <laughs> they're just monitoring everything. But yeah, I, I've heard that though. I've heard WhatsApp is like you can you can something like that. Yeah, so I I was just surprised. I was like, WhatsApp of all things. And oh yeah, uh, I don't know if I um I'm I'm like compromise. You know, I won't say anything. I just, my, I just think it's like <laughs> might be compromising like someone's offset right now. Actually, I'd imagine. Yeah. He's like yeah, listening dude. to this over in in Ukraine right now. He's like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. That's, yeah, that's dude. So like, tell me. Though. Yeah, tell me what's been new with you in regards to that. Like, what have you been? Um, your I didn't listen to your most recent talk, but I listened to the Cena talk one, and that was uh, pretty informative and enlightening. Yeah, he's always great. I love having him on because he he just knows everything about China, basically, and even that whole region. He knows like everything that's going on there. So you know, of course, I love having him on. He's super. Um. Yeah, I just had expeditionary intelligence on for my last one about Africa. Cause you know, like uh, Sudan's popping off right now. So right, dude. Yeah. I was like, I, I DM'd you like three weeks ago. I was like, yo, what's going on in Sudan? And then you yeah. got back to me. I was like, yo dog, I think there's like a full blown civil war. Happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Cause like you, yeah, you DM'd me like the day that it happened. And I remember I was like, I was doing something. I was busy and you DM me. You're like, what's going on in Sudan? I'm like, oh shit, let me see what's going on in Sudan. So I start looking around. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was yeah, like, dude. I think Sudan's in the middle of a civil war, bro. <laughs> dude, it's crazy, man. Yeah. And those, uh, those TikTok videos coming out of Sudan are crazy. Like, like they're just, I mean, like, the, I don't know, the RSF just having, like, dance parties while going to war is, like, just yeah. crazy. Yeah, bro. What the, <laughs> dude, what the fuck? What they're just getting, you know, they're getting rizzed up, bro. They're just getting gassed up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. I gotta make a a TikTok page for my conflict page, and a Twitter too. I just I haven't gotten around to it, dude. I've been so busy with school, but once yeah. I once I graduate, I'm gonna spend so much more time on like you know, on this stuff. Are, are there gonna be any conflict of interests or like issues you're gonna face like being in the military while like running um podcasts and um like kind of like i don't know these types of pages that's that's yet to be seen (laughs) it's yet to be seen dude until until there's a conflict of interest just keep doing what you got to do man yeah well because dude i mean if you think about i don't really like i don't talk about anything controversial i i literally talk about what's happening like dude you're newsweek yeah just talk about normal stuff like nothing we nothing i talk about is like classified or anything yeah it's all just just you can literally just find it online you know so it shouldn't be a problem yeah Yeah, that makes sense yeah Yeah. so what what's like do you do you have a timeline of when you'd like to go back to ukraine or you're not sure um so honestly i was like planning on just doing back-to-back 72-hour shifts and getting like mad overtime just so i can like afford to go back to ukraine but then i thought like oh maybe it would be better to try and you know create a website with all the photos and some of the stories and footage i have um put my emt license up there and then just try and uh, do a 503 or 501c nonprofit, um and kind of just explain what i'd like to try and accomplish when i go back and 
reach out for benefactors or donors. That would be um, that would be the smartest approach. I mean, because like I, back back to back seventy two hour shifts are gonna kill me, dude. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it, it it would be smart to try and do it that way, um, rather than going. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm yeah, playing. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. That um, so that 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 like getting drugged in a Polish strip club. I don't know if I talked about that story. You did not. But... I don't know if you oh. want to. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, so basically, um, there was like um a day where it was like my last night in Poland. I was really depressed. I was like, I went to Ukraine. I left all my friends behind there's still a war going on and I felt like I hadn't accomplished anything that drastically changed anything. I, I, I was like happy I'd helped people, but I was still kind of like bummed out. You know, I was like leaving. I felt like really like I haven't, I hadn't done enough. Um, and uh, so I just got hammered. I was like, I don't know, 14, 15, 16 shots of vodka into it Jeez. with um, two other Americans who were visiting at the time who, um, <laughs> you may or may not know um and <laughs> i ain't gonna out him like that but um uh we were just walking all over warsaw because my flight out was like the next night and we were walking all over warsaw and um i had been told um previously by my uh, polish friends to always stay away from polish strip clubs because they will drug you and rob you and take all your money. And I was like, well, that that can't be true for all the strip clubs in Poland. <laughs> so <laughs> I I was like, well, let's see what let's see what the Polish strip clubs are about. So I walked into a Polish strip club and they uh, I walked in and they gave me a complimentary free shot of like cherry liquor. And after that first shot of cherry liquor, um uh I think I was just instantly drugged and um, I just, I kept getting plied with more and more cherry liquor by very, very scantily clad, beautiful women um, until I started hallucinating, like tripping. And they took like my, my, uh, they took like my phone, my wallet, and they just bled my, <laughs> they bled my, all my cards dry. <laughs> and they had me like, they had me like, they stripped me naked. <laughs> They like stripped me naked and they took all my shit. Oh and, my um, god! I woke, I woke up at like six a.m. in the morning in this back room, like next to a jacuzzi and a hot tub, with like four or five different like Polish women just passed out all around me, just pissed drunk. Um, and I was like naked. Um, one of them had like my wallet in her hands, and my clothes were like lying in a, in a pile across the room. So I just crawled over um, to get them. And I kind of put my pants on and my shirt wasn't buttoned up. And I checked my wallet, like my ID was still in there and all my credit cards were still in there. But I opened up my phone um, just to check it. And it was like I had all these um, charges to my all my cards. And like I was like informed like I was negative a bunch of money on my credit card. Holy and I was, like, I was like, I don't even want to say how much I was like, fuck, dude sucks and uh anyways i bolted for the door because i didn't know if security was still there but i just had assumed i'd been drugged because i couldn't remember anything 
Uh, so I just bolted for the door. Um, as I was running up the stairs, I puked and vomited. I slipped, fell back down the stairs. Like this stripper was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, fuck you, bitch. And I like ran up the stairs again <laughs> out into like 6 a.m. Really cold Warsaw morning weather. Um, and I like I lost my glasses, too. I wear glasses because I'm nearsighted. Yeah. And um, I couldn't I couldn't see that well and i just um i had to make my way back to the hotel um without the help of google maps i got there i knew the hangover was going to be really bad i was still really high and really drunk um and i just booked uh an extra night uh i booked an extra night i tried to get to bed but then i started like tripping and hallucinating and projectile vomiting but right before all that uh, so after after I started projectile vomiting, I somehow got into the shower, took a cold shower, sobered myself up enough. And this is all within an hour of getting back to my hotel, sobered myself up enough. And I called my bank and I cried and I said um, in like the most professional voice I could, you do you have my express permission to to like not accept any of these charges against any of my cards. I was drugged. I am currently recovering and on my way to the hospital and you do not have permission to charge me any of this. And I demand you take all my money back through all these transactions and redeposit it into my account. Any, any net debits into my account, I demand that you turn them into net credits and repossess my money. <laughs> and they, they opened up uh, a claim for me. They actually, the, the, the banker I talked to um, at Wells Fargo, they opened up a claim for me and the banker was like, sir, I see that this is in Poland. And um, and I was like, yeah, I'm in Poland. And he was like, just so you know, sir, there, there's a high chance that your money will be returned to you after you file this claim, because this is a very common call we received <laughs> from people, from customers in Poland. Um, Dude, so, that's hilarious. Yeah. And then I had to go to the hospital um, because I felt like I was having a heart attack. Um, like uh, I looked like shit. My hands were like blue my lips were blue i was shivering um i was cyanotic and i had to go to the emergency room and the polish emergency room and then basically all the the er staff was shitting on me and they were like ah welcome to poland you went to a strip club you little bitch and i was like yeah yeah i went to a strip club what did they tell uh, you with did they tell you uh so i think it was like ghb and um there was it was like ghb there was like very faint traces of ghb and then, like, some other weird, like, pseudo-narcotic that I don't know the name of. It was, like, a very medical. I, I should know. As an EMT now, I, I guess I should know the name. But back then, oh. I didn't. So they made, like, a cocktail for you. Yeah. And I think the way they got it into me was through the shots, the, the complimentary shots they kept giving me. Yeah, yeah. Damn, yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that gave me like an arrhythmia, I guess, because like I overdosed and all that stuff. So like now I have like a little bit of an arrhythmia. No way. Yeah. What? Yeah. Holy. Sh yeah. So, um, yeah, that anyways. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I will, I will not be hanging around any, any unsavory criminal enterprises in Poland. To oh, get my glad, money, I'm glad that you told me this story. If I'm ever in Poland, <laughs> I will never go to a strip club. What oh, dude, fuck? I'm 
I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna tell you. I think on our last podcast, I um I told you that I sent like some boys from your airborne division to to a strip club in Lublin, and I uh and I um I after I had that experience, I deeply regretted sending those boys to a strip club in Lublin. <laughs> yeah, but dude. I I assumed they would have been fine. They're they're you know they're airborne. They're they're hard. They're hard. They're hard heads. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but to anyone listening, if you're ever in Poland, never go to a Polish strip club. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Unless you want to lose all your money and get drunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, man. Yeah. So um. Yeah. Oh, don't go to a strip club in Poland. So, so back on the Ukraine thing, like. Did you see, uh, what was it, last night, like, Russia's claiming they flew some drones over to the Kremlin? I did. I did. <laughs> Dude, that's such bullshit, I feel like. <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm actually gonna check in with um, one of my correspondents and, like, have them try and get an answer out of, you know, a someone, a someone of a someone who's a higher up of somebody and see and see like if ukraine was responsible for it or if it was just russian propaganda do you do you like so did you see the footage of the drone like kind of exploding over the yeah dude that looks like total bs to me i mean like bro that's what i'm saying like i could see okay maybe they they would try to fly drones over there but that fucking dude that explosion looks so fake like yeah, I know, man. I know. And did you see in the video? There's like two two people like standing on the on that dome above the Kremlin, just like watching the drone explode like twenty feet above them. Did yeah, you see no. that? There's like two. Yeah. There's like two people right there. Like, just, yeah, like... I don't know. It could just be some Russian bullshit because you know, like they love doing stuff like that to like you know to make an excuse like, oh, we have to ramp up the pressure on Ukraine. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't see Ukraine like flying those those little shitty drones in. I don't know. I just don't see I mean, it. yeah. I mean, if they were going to do something like that, they'd go for broke and like pack a higher yield or something. Like, That's what I mean, I'm saying. I could, yeah. dude, if, if you're going to attack the Kremlin, you just fucking send it. Like, yeah, dude, send it. Like just <laughs> go for it, man. Like I mean, yeah. I mean, America as like as pissed off as like America would be and as like as freaked out and stressed out as just the civilian populace of the world would be at least we'd respect you more for like using like big boy bombs yeah yeah dude i don't know i i saw the footage i heard the claims i was like mm, this seems like a russian disinformation uh campaign here i don't know yeah man and i don't even know what they're trying to get out of the campaign it's like they're trying to like like now they're trying to like kind of like specifically make it okay that they're trying to target Zelensky and like the upper Ukrainian leadership like I think that's like the only thing I saw about like and and I don't even know where that fits into the the equation here like does that mean they're gonna like increase their bombing pressure on Kiev like are they gonna try and like bomb the shit out of Kiev like I don't I don't know what's going on yeah I don't yeah I was thinking the same thing and I mean in reality like who are you trying to make it to justify it to it has to just be their people because even if even if like let's say Zelensky or whoever ordered that ordered those drones to go to the Kremlin like nobody nobody besides like Russia would really be like oh that's a big deal I don't know I feel like the U.S. would be like okay like we're pissed off that you did that but 
we're still going to give you aid. I feel like, like Putin is just trying to use that as an excuse to be like, oh, you see what they're doing? They're trying to bomb the Kremlin and this and They're that. trying to kill me, your yeah. beloved leader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it just, it just seems to fit like too perfectly into some shit that they would try to pull, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It's it's wild. Like I don't know. Yeah, man. Like fuck, dude. Um and then the apparently the offensive has started. I don't know. I don't know about that. Like I I ain't seeing much about this offensive. But the the spring offensive? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen much, dude. I thought I so from my understanding, I thought they were going to start it not like in a couple days cuz isn't it still muddy over there? Isn't it like Yeah. Do you uh, know do you know my parameters for why I think they haven't started the spring offensive? Why? So I follow a bunch of soldier friends I made, like, in Lviv, Kiev, Kharkiv, um, and, like, eastern Ukraine. And uh, and so the ones that speak English, um, they've kind of, like, progressed through the ranks really quickly um, in the Ukrainian military because they're, um, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're very useful in regards to, like, real-world real translation of, like, Western weapon package instructions and like even FaceTiming like foreign instructors because you know the battery on a you know on a one of those like man pads um, failed so now they have to figure out how to like put a new battery in um, so like they've their rank has risen in prominence um, in the Ukrainian military and stuff because their English speaking abilities are so high dude like a lot of them are stateside right now like just doing uh, training like a lot of them are doing like straight up training like stateside right now some of them are like mojave desert like and the others are in like your side of the the country like the east coast doing training and stuff so like i don't know if i mean i i would assume like once i stop seeing their like in, like you know their their instagram stories uh that, that 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 would mean and and they're back in like ukraine that that would mean the spring offensive is like is underway Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I I I asked them, but they're like, "Oh, you know, we're not going to tell you." And it's like ha- half of it's just like bullshit gatekeeping, but the other half is like total opsec. So I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that opsec is important, dude. Opsec, bro. Opsec. Opsec, bro. <laughs> opsec, bro. <laughs> oh, dude, we should, we should, you should, sorry, not we. You should do conflict news analysis, drop an opsec, bro t shirt. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I do want to get some merch. I was thinking about trying to make some challenge coins, but yeah. they're like expensive to make. So I'll, I might just do t shirts or something. Yeah, dude, do an opsec, bro t shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. I don't know. It's in the works. Like I said, once once school's over, I'll have more time to think. That's why, like, dude, like lately, I haven't really been posting. I just put on, I just post on my story because I'll right. like, I'll be like reading through news really quickly. I'll see something interesting. I put it on my story, and then I have to get back to doing like work, like writing and shit. Right. You know, so I can't like. Yeah. I want when I post, I want it to be like a good, meaningful like okay, analysis breakdown. Right. Like someone right. could get something out of it. You know. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, I I told you last time that uh, I mean last time we talked that um, I had before I I met my uh, current girlfriend that I'd gone to Ukraine. I've been interested in in a career in the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so I um, I don't even know why I brought that up, but um, 
I want uh, I wanted to talk to you about um just about uh about the military because there was this uh oh, fuck ah I'm forgetting what it was but I was just curious because I I'd heard the army in particular out of all the branches has the only like military counterintelligence agency or something I don't know well. I mean, each branch has their own intel people. Um, uh, I don't know. Why, why would you want to get into like army military intelligence? No, actually, I I'd always I'd always wanted to go Air Force PJ. Like I um I did the I did the pass test. I showed up for the pass test, yeah. and I was like signing paperwork after the pass test. Um, I passed it. I passed the pass test. I like came in just under ten minutes on the on the run um no. but everything else is gucci um <laughs> but the run was shit um but they were like okay so um we noticed here like you didn't fill out um your high school transcript or you don't have your uh, you don't or you don't have uh you didn't fill in like gd so just can you can you get us that and i was like ah like i don't have that <laughs> um and uh and they were like uh oh, we can't let you and then i was like ah oh, that sucks <laughs> and then uh yeah and then like i don't know a few months after that i went to ukraine so yeah oh it was that recent oh okay. yeah, yeah it was that yeah, recent yeah. <laughs> yeah no i mean i you know i i know the air force is a pretty good branch i got a friend actually that uh he's in the air force right now he's a linguist though um, oh cool yeah, he likes it though. He he enjoys he enjoys his time there. Um, I don't know. I mean, it seems like a it seems like a little bit better of a quality of life type branch than the army, I'd say. But at the same time, I, I have no idea. Like, I I only know my perspective in, of the military is just through the lens of the army. Um, right. So that's all I really know. Um, I do know the. I mean, the military, dude. The military right now, like. Their, their numbers are so low. Their recruiting numbers are so low. Like, they're offering insane sign-on bonuses. Yeah, I, I saw, like, 40, Dude, 50, that... 60, 70K sign-on bonuses. Bro, that's ridiculous. And you, so when you sign... Do you feel like... cheated? Do you feel cheated out of a juicy sign-up bonus? <laughs> yeah, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> I got... So my, my sign-on bonus, though, was 16000 And right. um, so what they, the way they do that is, like, after you graduate basic training, you get half, but half of it is, is taxed. So you don't, Fuck, yeah. Yeah. So you're not getting like, you know, the full, whatever, like say you got like a 40 grand, uh, you're not getting like 20 grand in your bank account. You're going to get taxed, but it's still a lot. Like, dude, yeah. like, yo, if you get a 40 grand fucking sign on bonus, <laughs> once you graduate basic, oh, and you got to graduate AIT too, the, uh, the advanced training. Dude, yeah. they're, they're gonna drop they're gonna drop like 18 17 18 grand in your bank account just, yeah like just because like they're like here you go you fucking graduated basic and ait that's like six months of your life at most or well no some aits are longer but like on average i'd say probably like six seven months is like the average time for basic and ait in the army and then you just yeah. get hit with like seventeen thousand dollars it's fucking awesome yeah, I know, right? And yeah. then, uh, and then also, you, you always will have the GI Bill. 
um, which is pretty cool too, I guess. <laughs> so for the GI Bill, you have to serve a certain amount of time. To get right. The full it's like five time. or it's like five or six years minimum, or is it four? No, no, it's not that long. I think it's like I think it's like three years, dude, or four All years. Right. Yeah, that you get, then you'll get the full benefit. Right. Um, but yeah, like there's percentages. Like so, after a year of service, you'll get like I don't know, like maybe like. 50% then another year is like 60 70 80 and it, it goes just goes up to 100 right yeah I mean yeah I mean fuck man I already feel like I'm so old that if I go into the military now because like pararescue it's a six-year contract Dude, um so I'd be I'd be really old when I got out but I'd at least have the GI Bill and I could go to any college I wanted dude you definitely wouldn't be old at all I I'm Dude, <laughs> bro, I went to basic training with a guy that was like forty. For real? Yes. There's dude. There's age waivers to join the army up to like forty something. You there's people that are old in the military. It's not like that's not weird. That's pretty Dang. normal actually. Yeah. Dang. All yeah. right. And bro, honestly, the military like like yeah, GI Bill's awesome. But honestly, what what I look forward to the most is like VA loans. Uh-huh. right oh oh dude those are mint for your Bro, first those year. are fucking mint and like and as set rates right they're like fixed rates non-adjustable dude it's, right yeah it's like fixed rates like you don't have to put any money down it's dude it's ridiculous like that to me that's like probably the best thing that's a great deal i mean dude to be honest man that is that is truly an exquisite deal yes i only wish i only wish we truly were not almost at the brink of world war three <laughs> <laughs> Bro, facts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah man i don't know dude like i i always you know me like i'm always looking at different stuff and i'm always like fuck man like just one little thing needs to happen and and it's like every all the dominoes just start falling it's like, oh yeah. yeah um so speaking of that like almost he went down when I was in Ukraine, um, no, I think it was after I left, um, uh, I was talking to an ex-girlfriend of mine who's Ukrainian and uh, someone in her family, you know, like like every Ukrainian, someone in their family works for the Ukrainian intelligence services. Uh, and uh, they were telling me at like one of their family dinners that this family member just got pissed drunk and started freaking out and telling like the whole family, like, you have no fucking idea how close the Russians are to using a fucking nuke on us. Like, you motherfuckers have no idea. And you're just here, not in the military, not even trying to leave the country. You're just here having, like, like a fucking family get-together while our soldiers are dying. And apparently they were, like, super freaked out about, like, Russia. Like, like them actually have the Ukrainians having actionable intelligence like Russia was going to nuke Ukraine. <laughs> I mean, dude, honestly, what, that's the thing, though. When I see things like uh, this drone bullshit on the Kremlin, that makes me think, like, that they're just slowly trying to build that up to the point where, like, they could use a nuke. You know, well, at least convince, like, convince their populace that it was in Russia's and their best interest, like, that they had no other recourse other than to use a nuke, right? Like, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're like, look, they're, they're getting drones across the border, they're getting drones to hit the Kremlin. Like we yeah. had no other choice but to but to nuke right. them. And it's like, bro, right. like, the, right, yeah, right. Like the narrative seems to be like they built up a comprehensive narrative of like 
the um the amoral sorry the immoral not the amoral the immoral evil like polluting west that disrespects our sacred orthodoxy you know full of like gay people full of trans people full of liberal taint like don't quote me on that i'm actually i'm very liberal myself um but like i don't want anyone to clip that out of context but like um but it's like they're like trying to say like this western hegemony spearheaded by nato is like corrupting the young slavic minds in ukraine and supporting the nazi regime in kiev which also somehow is led by a jew a zionist yes. jew it's also <laughs> led, somehow led by a zionist jew and they're getting all these high-tech weapons that even our high degree of like most the most advanced weapon systems and air defense system in, in the world can't hold up against forever um is like um, you know, is is trying to, to crush us via like Ukraine being the proxy. So if they're only the proxy, we have to stomp out the proxy. And it makes sense to everyone, right? Right? It's it's like that's the narrative they're trying to create amongst Dude, their people. That's a hundred percent what they're trying to do, in my opinion, like with little little stuff that they do. Like, yeah, dude, that I think you I think you hit the nail on the head with that. I think that's exactly what they're trying to do. And you know, I mean, I'm sure that the average Russian isn't getting, you know, they don't have access to like different different opinions, bro. You know? Like, I'm sure it's even worse in Russia. Like, they don't even have the liberty of choosing between CNN or Fox News. Like, all they have is like TV Kremlin. Yeah, facts. Like, exactly. <laughs> and um, so you know, all they're doing is spewing that shit out all day, and it's it's kind of like, ugh, you know. They're just. I think that they're just trying to build up to it. I, I really. I honestly think, at some point, you know, I don't want to. I don't ever want that to happen. But like, I think that they, they might use a tactical nuke at some point. I don't know why the fuck they would do that. Nuclear weapons are so stupid. Like, why would you nuke somewhere that you're trying to gain access to? That's like really stupid. But right. at the same time, like, I don't know. I feel like. Dude, they're not doing super great on the battlefield. They didn't take control of Kiev in like two days or whatever they thought they were going to do. Yeah. You know, and, and like Putin's not the type of guy that's just going to be like, oh, let me uh, end this war. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully not. But yeah. I, and I feel I, like if they. if Yeah. Oh, sorry. Is, is, is our connection getting weird again? Oh, no, you're good. I was just you were going to say something. So. Oh, um, I feel like I almost feel like if Russia is going to use a nuke, they're going to like, I don't know, either they're going to like do it via Belarus and have Belarus be the, the pariah, right? Because Lukashenko's already kind of like a pariah in himself. Yeah. Um, or or they're just going to go balls to the wall. And I don't even think they're going to go for Kiev, bro. Like they're going to go straight for Lviv, like the, the heart of where all the weapon transfer is coming from. Like they're going to straight up nuke the Western border. Yo, dude, don't that would be such a bad fucking move though? Because isn't, I know, isn't, isn't but I feel like they do. Close? They do something like that though. They do something crazy like that. Isn't Lviv kind of close to to Poland though? It's, yeah, it's it's, it's hella close. It's like an hour drive. It's like an yeah, hour bro. drive to the Polish if border. Dro- bro, if they drop the nuke on Lviv like that, that's that's it. Like everybody's <laughs> going to war. <laughs> like yeah, that's it, bro. Like, like that's it, bro. <laughs> yeah, like. We're fucking, yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Belarus because 
I remember it was probably like a month or two ago now where like Putin was talking about putting nukes on the border in Belarus. Like they had, they had come to an agreement, him and Lukashenko, that he could move nuclear weapons to Belarus. And, um, you know, like Belarus has been coming out constantly and being like, oh, they think Ukraine is going to like invade Belarus. I'm like, really? Right. Is that really what you fucking think? Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, like so he's talking about that honestly even back then it kind of had me thinking i'm like okay he's planning something dude like he's planning if he's if he's talking to lukashenko and they're gonna move nuclear weapons to to belarus then yeah like he's planning on launching something out of there so i don't know what you what you just said makes a lot of sense if you if you kind of look at <laughs> dude what i need to do i need to fucking i need that time and i want to make like a timeline from like the start of the war to like you know present day of like different shit that's been like building up building up building up to see like to make like a prediction maybe and see like the direction this war is going to go in i need to do i need time though i need to do like research you know i can't i i have to i have to make it make time for that because i feel like every fucking day i see something coming out where like i don't know they they're trying to like push the narrative a certain way and i'm like okay what is this leading to you know what's the end game here yeah, man. I mean, like, at the end, like, I mean, what's it even going to be worth for Russia? Like, it's only going to be worth something for Putin. And that's his con- continual, like, I don't know, survival or whatever. Because, like, Russia, like, I mean, like, look, like, their economy, it's still working. It's still functioning. You can go to a Russian supermarket and still get, like, what you need. Like, global trade, uh, regardless of sanctions, Um regardless of sanctions um you know uh works uh still it clearly works for russia even though it's it's much more difficult now but um uh sorry i i I forgot what i was gonna say but like um what were we talking about (laughs) (laughs) russia's economy still works right yeah russia's economy still works but even though it still works it's still suffering like russia's like it's not going to come back from this for like the next century. Like it's not like, it's not, um, it's not, it's not like, you know, it's not, it's not something that seems like a very desirable investment for people. I would say at the moment, like it's, no, it's I kind agree. of, it's, it's, it's decoupled itself from the rest of this kind of global standard of doing things. And Dude, I, I don't I, know. I 100% agree. Like, I don't know, I don't know if it's, like, I don't know if any of this is worth it for for Russia anymore. I I think it's just a matter of Putin, his inner circle, and, you know, that, that power dynamic they're trying to maintain with the Russian oligarchs and stuff. Because, like, if Russia fails, the oligarchs, Putin, his inner circle, they're fair game to anyone that wants them. So I think it's just a matter of like, I mean, the Russian people, they don't, they're going to be fine. It's just going to be Putin that's like, gets in trouble if, if this all goes to shit. Right. Yeah, dude. I mean, you're, I think you're right, too. Like, what does Russia really have to gain anymore? Like, I don't know. You you, you also, you see like places where they, they've been come in and just destroy cities, like level right. that. 
And it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what do you want? Do you want to take control of Ukraine? So what, you just want to level Ukraine? And then what happens if you take control of Ukraine? You just have to rebuild the entire country? Like, how stupid are you? Like, do you understand how much money that's going to – money and time? And, like, like what, what's, your, what's your game plan there? Like, do you, you – that's what you want to do? And then even worse, if you nuke – if you nuke somewhere in Ukraine, now you have nuclear fallout in a country that you're trying to control. That's why it doesn't make sense to me. Like, and that's why nuclear weapons really don't make sense because – you literally benefit nothing from using a nuclear weapon. Like now you've just destroyed the area that you hit for the next, I don't know, hundreds of years. Like what, what was, what's your plan? Like what, what benefit do you get from that? Not to mention now, nobody in the world is going to ever work with you ever. And if anything, you'll probably now everyone's going to come down on you and go to war with you. Like what, what's the point? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just I don't understand like what what's the purpose now like what are you doing you know right it, yeah I mean I don't know to be honest as naive and as stupid as this may sound to some of your listeners and I totally get it being apathetical or being angry and having no hope for the world is a very logical and natural response to have in the face of like everything that's going on right now not just with Russia and Ukraine but just everything socioeconomically speaking geopolitically speaking materially speaking but it's like i thought we were past a point where like nuclear weapons were a feasible option aside from like a final deterrent um against mutually like with mutually assured destruction like i thought we were like past that point in society to be honest (laughs) yeah you know i thought so too but when you try, like what Putin is doing is trying to move borders by force, right? That's a serious, right. that's a serious thing. And his, his army, his military is not performing to what he thought they would or to what I guess really everybody thought they were, they were going to perform to. Um, I think the U.S. was like, yeah, they're going to take Kiev in like two days. And it was a whole thing. But like, you know, what happens now when you 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 don't perform to the the standard that you thought you were going to for a guy like him i mean it's not as as simple as like oh i'm just going to withdraw or like oh i'm just going to do this or that like he has to spin it in a way to make it to make it like look good on him for his people you know what i mean so how he how he what his plan is i don't know how he's going to spin it i don't know but that's what that's what makes it so dangerous is when you got right. a, when you got a guy that has a nuclear arsenal, the biggest in the world, I believe it's bigger than ours. Um, yeah. You know, like <laughs> that, you know, he, he doesn't want to be embarrassed. He doesn't want to look like he failed. You know what happens? I don't know. We don't know. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah crazy, man. That's so so depressing i know it sucks to think about and it's it's you know it's funny i I mentioned oh he has the largest nuclear arsenal like it matters at all like even if you you know even if you launch a quarter of the nuclear weapons that the the u.s and russia has like that's it you know what i mean so it's like okay your nuclear arsenal is bigger than my nuclear arsenal big fucking deal you know it's still it's horrible either way so i don't know Yo, dude, I'm really sorry to do this. Uh, I got to go pick up my girl. 
um is there any way we can like resume this podcast or like continue on this like a little later or like tomorrow or something yeah just hit me up dude yeah yeah sorry i sorry about this dude i didn't realize it was going on so late <laughs> oh no it's all good it's all good yeah we'll we'll pick up dude we'll pick up tomorrow or something and yeah and we can talk about aliens too because I, yes. I i straight up no cap i swear to god i saw a fucking, I saw a fucking ufo in ukraine yeah you told me that and you, yeah, didn't, yeah. you didn't talk about it on my on our last episode and uh, it's we're, yeah we're gonna pick it up tomorrow all right yeah <laughs> All right. All right, bro. Peace, dude. Peace. Bye. Yo, what's up? Yo, yo. What's up, dog? What's going on? We're back. We're back, and I have some exciting news for you. What's going on? Talk to me. Um, going back to Ukraine, potentially, in like two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah, bro. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so when when you're in Ukraine, do you like do you have to get like a I guess like a European number or something? Um, yeah, it's uh well I I just go get a Keevstar SIM card. So basically, okay. I have a my phone is even though it's under contract through a carrier in the states, like it has a SIM card slot. So um, in Eastern Europe, uh, what I always recommend to people who go to Europe is just a fun little caveat: you can just buy like the month-to-month option of, like, unlimited roaming from, like, Poland or Europe, from Poland or Ukraine. And you can go into Western Europe where, like, a month of data and a month of calls is super expensive. It's, like, one euro a minute um, or, like, 24 to 50 euros a month, uh, whereas in Poland or Ukraine, it's, like, potentially anywhere from 7 to $10 for unlimited high-speed data and uh, unlimited calls and texting. So, oh, that's yeah, sick. I just yeah, I just go go and do that there. And uh, I was, you know, I was thinking maybe we could have a, a live podcast from somewhere in eastern uh, Ukraine uh, one day, and you could ask me a bunch of questions about what I've seen and stuff. I'm trying to take a camera with me to record, and um, because I'll need to support myself somehow while I do humanitarian aid work, um, take photos and try and record stories of soldiers and civilians, and I don't know, try to get some money from that um but yeah i can give you really you know fun perspectives and updates right from the ground yeah hell yeah dude yeah it's, it's interesting you mentioned because i when i went to europe i was there for uh for nine months but i was in germany and yeah oh, you lucky those... you lucky dog i know you're <laughs> stationed there but germany's fun man yeah germany's awesome but um yeah we were there and uh yeah dude exactly that we had to get those those fucking sim cards and uh yeah, they were kind of expensive in Germany. I remember. Yeah, bro. Yeah. If you, if you could have winged it with your, uh, I don't know, I don't know what the rules are for soldiers and stuff about like being off base for a night, but if you could have gone to <laughs> Poland, just any Polish Polish shop and gone the Polish Verizon, bruh, seven bucks a month, unlimited talk time, texting, five G. Oh, sorry, no, four G, not five G, four G. You're Gucci. Yeah, that's that's straight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when I was over there, I got to visit a few places. I didn't go too. I didn't go too far east. Um, the farthest east I was was like I went to the Czech Republic, but that's oh, not cool, bro. Yeah, but other than that, I was in Belgium, the Netherlands. I went to Italy. I went to Ireland. Bro, I want to go. I want to go to all those places. They're too expensive for me right now. Yeah, they're a little. Yeah, <laughs> they're a little expensive, but it's it's easy when you're in the army and the army just yeah. there. 
Because once you right. get to Europe, it's like it's super easy to fucking get around. Right, that makes um, sense. I'm sure. I mean, flights to Ukraine probably aren't that expensive. So, oh no, there are no flights to Ukraine. Uh, you got to fly to Poland. Oh, you fly to Poland? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of the airports there are open. All the airports are just. Um, I don't know what they do with the airports there. I think they're all just open for jets having to do emergency landings. Um, but basically. Uh, I don't know, maybe this is a fun talking point for you. But basically, the one airport um, right on the border, it's uh, the Zhezhov, I think Zhezhov International Airport. It's like the airport that has the um, the UK's latest air defense system, the Sky Sabre system, and just... Uh, I'll send you a video. I have one on my phone, but like hundreds. I'm not even joking, bro. Hundreds of like Patriot Air batteries just in there. So what happens at that airport, maybe seven to ten times a day, like a C-130, most of the time I only saw like C-130s or the other like, you know, uh, dropship planes that the military has flying there at least seven to ten times a day. I don't know how many times a night flying there, unload, the shipments get put into random unmarked or like, I guess, civilian looking trucks and are just trucked straight into Ukraine. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I got a question for you. So all the supplies and all the, the stuff that like uh, the U.S. has been sending over, how much of that do you think is really getting to where it needs to go? Like where it's supposed okay. to go? Bro, I'm going to catch a lot of heat, especially because I'm going back to Ukraine for saying this. But I'm going to say <laughs> this. So and I think this is I think this is just um, a cultural problem in Eastern Europe, you know, just very, you know, very hardened, toughened people. Um, you know, who, you know, there's no room for talking. There's only disagreement and stuff. Right. But the people in Eastern Ukraine, for the most part, in the non-secessionist territories, um, you know, like in Kharkiv, like those people, they've spoken Russian since birth. It's like, it would be like telling someone from uh, Tijuana to only speak English to someone else or something like, I don't know. Like, I, sorry, that's a, that's a poor example, but it's like, I don't know. It's like, so, so a problem they're having is they've fought Russia far longer than the central or Western parts of Ukraine and their citizens have for, um, for, for the past seven or eight years since 2014. And they, they very much feel that they are a part of Ukraine and that they are Ukrainians. The only distinguishing factor is they don't simply want to have to, um, they can speak Ukrainian. I think Ukrainian is taught at every, from what I understand, Ukraine is taught at every single institution, educational institution in Ukraine. Um, even like during the Soviet Union, they really tried to teach people Ukrainian. Um, but, um, and now too, but they just, it's just like a cultural thing. They speak Russian uh, there. And that I think is actually the main tension point um, between the Eastern and Western parts of Ukraine, because the Eastern parts of Ukraine, dude, they're like, they're fighting, dude. It's their, it's their men and women that are out there dying every day for the most part. They got like the most battle hardened and the most seasoned troops, um, for the most part. So, um, uh, some, and another issue, and, you know, I can't confirm this. This is just, you know, yeah. I mean, I kind of can confirm this, but, you know, it's just what I saw. A lot of the the, the Western aid 
is kind of being hoarded and stockpiled by the Western or Central military districts. So by that, I mean the good shit is being kept around Kyiv and in the central parts of Ukraine. Some of it goes, barely goes down to the south, um, to like Odessa and stuff. Mostly the air defense systems go down there because Odessa is still a huge um, shipping and tourist port for Ukraine, so they can't afford to lose that. But in terms of the good stuff being sent out east... Um, a lot of negotiating and a lot of high-level, low-level arguments, I think, just had to occur. Um, just even for the high Mars systems to get out, to get out east in Kharkiv, and that was only after it was like agreed upon that Kharkiv would be the where the the first initial offensive was launched, and that's like the main reason why I had that they they got the high Mars systems out there. Um, so it's a real issue. I don't think any of it's being misappropriated. What I'm trying to say here is it's being like, I don't know, there's some, there's definitely some segregation almost between the East and West and in who controls military equipment and stuff and uh, where it's being sent to. Ah, interesting. That's yeah, interesting. So a lot of it, a lot of it is being hoarded in the West, I would say. Like a lot of the, the Prima systems are getting kept in Kyiv being used for the national guard squadrons there i mean for example like bro like there are dudes there are police officers in lviv that have like grade four body armor you know like high speed like high speed shit like high speed fucking those those four those four four prong night vision goggles like you know like the, those types of night vision goggles and like the the fucking special forces soldier like bicycle helmet ballistics ballistics yeah, helmet, yeah. you know just just <laughs> these are these aren't even soldiers they're like police officers just chilling outside of cafes decked in that gear and then you go <laughs> to like you go to somewhere like Mikolaev or like Popozna before it fell like a long time ago and they're just like I don't know 60 year old dudes without body armor just like fucking with an AK just blasting it out with Russians um because they're you know because they're Easterners and they're they're they can't be trusted because they simply, out of convenience, choose to speak Russian, even though they're fighting and dying, fighting Russians every day. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to get in trouble too much for saying that, but I'm just calling it as, as I see it. And I think the U.S. should be a little bit more outspoken if they're aware of the situation in regards to, like, really um, getting that gear pushed out more in a tactical sense out to the east and stuff where it could... I think be far more effective. Yeah, that that definitely makes sense if that's what's happening. I I had no idea. Like I don't I don't know if it's happening on a grander scale, but certainly when I was there there was like definitely a sense of uh, entitlement and superiority in the western part of Ukraine uh, um than than in the eastern part. Like I can't say for sure, but it it was surprising uh to see all the like the Gucci gear like out in Lviv or Kiev rather than out in the, in the East. So, yeah. I don't know. But then again, then again, there are soldiers out there and there are battalions and squadrons out there that have like good shit, like good gear, like fucking high speed shit, like fucking, uh, like they got fucking like, you know, deployable fucking, uh, was it the fucking they could just like got stockpiles of switchblade um et, like switchblade 300s like those like deployable suicide drones like they yep, got hella yep. shit out there so i don't know like i don't i don't want to be spreading any like i think this is just my own personal bias because i spent so much time out east 
I think there, I think there are some issues, uh, serious issues that that could be addressed in that regard. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, yo, did you see? Uh, did you see Fergozin today talking about? Yeah, bro. Picking up Wagner and and leaving Bakhmut. <laughs> that dude. That dude seemed like genuinely upset <laughs> on that <laughs> video. He looked pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think I, he's gonna? Do you think they're gonna? He's gonna get got, dude. I was just about to say. I'm like, yo, I don't know. I feel like he's been a little too outspoken, you know, lately, for uh, for the typical Russian liking. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's some crazy shit. Like that. That went out on the the Wagner Telegram channel, and like everyone in Russia has Telegram, bro. Like everyone in Russia is gonna see that. Oh yeah, he's talking mad shit too. Like, yeah, I don't know, dude. Um. Yeah, he seemed pretty pissed. <laughs> Damn, uh, man! Did you see that? They that uh the, the Chechen leader was like, "Oh, I'll replace Wagner with with Chechen fighters or whatever." Yeah, bro. I, yeah. That, dude, like, what the fuck's going on? Like, the political dynamics in Russia. Like, bro, you should try and get on a um a political analyst or something and just have them talk about what it means like what all that means in a political sense because that's just so crazy like that's like what the fuck does that even mean like what's happening (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude there's probably so much more like just going on that we don't really understand and we're just like just watching it all unfold in front of us crazy bro like i don't understand what any of that means it's so crazy like like (laughs) fuck man this is so crazy oh oh yo so do I wanted to ask you, have you been seeing this? So on on um, TikTok, I don't I don't have TikTok, but um, my girlfriend who's um, my current girlfriend, who's um, who's like half Ukrainian, half American. Um, and she's been following the, the war um, pretty closely in the States. She's like, yo, have you been seeing this? So on TikTok, I guess the new thing is now um, it's kind of like this this thing where like I think pro-Ukrainian accounts or quote-unquote pro-Ukrainian accounts are just random Ukrainian people who they claim to be Ukrainian people but are speaking in, like, perfect Ukrainian are, like, coming out and saying, like, this whole war is a deal between Ukraine and Russia um, at the highest levels. And, like, China's helping to facilitate this to stop all Western technology uh, weapons and aid systems into Ukraine, causing catastrophic um, geopolitical and geo geodynamic like trade cycles for the whole world and stuff, so that like um, Russia can like bleed America and stuff dry, while like China tries to do this whole new new world order thing. And and she was like, "This is such a fucking crazy conspiracy theory." And it's, like, being liked by millions of, like, not millions, but, like, thousands of Ukrainians now. So, like, all, all, there's, like, this crazy PSYOP campaign going on in Ukraine right now. Dude, that's wild. No, I, I yeah. haven't seen that, but, like, that just seems, dude, that's a crazy conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, and there's, like, they, they were, like, talking about how, like, Zelensky's in on it, and he's embezzling, like, billions of dollars from, like, all the aid funds, and the U.S. just doesn't know. And I was, like, but, bro, like... If if that's the case, like, I, I, I personally believe, like, at the highest levels of the IC community, there's nothing America doesn't know. Like, I'm sorry. Like, there's nothing America doesn't know. 
was my, that was my response to it. That was my response. Yeah, bro. I, like, look, I, <laughs> look, I love a good conspiracy theory. I do. I love a good conspiracy theory, but that just seems a little... I don't know. It's a little too. It much seems a little too pro, 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 pro Russia, and like too much negative sent make negative sentiment towards you know. Yeah, like what kind of like effort. oh this was oh this whole thing's been a deal this whole time. That's why we didn't fucking take Ukraine in two days. Like yeah, like, <laughs> like I don't fucking buy that, dude. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and come on, bro, it's being spread on TikTok like where China can control the narrative on that. Like bro, I mean, come literally. On, man. On on China's literal like social media app, yeah, bro. Like, come on, bro. Like, come on. Oh, that's something I want to talk to you about. Um, so I was like looking up some statistic of like millennials or Gen Z in the military, and it's like eighty five percent of all Gen Z in the military has a TikTok account on their personal phone that they have on base or something. Yeah, that sounds about right. I don't have bro. I don't have TikTok. But... <laughs> I know, I know people that do have TikTok that are in the military, dude. I know, bro. One of my friends is an Intel guy. He's not, he's not <laughs> Intel anymore. Like he's, he's with me in the program, but yeah. he's, he's an Intel guy, and he has TikTok on his phone. I'm like, bro, you're an Intel guy, and you have TikTok. He's like, yeah, dude, whatever. I'm like, yo, what? <laughs> yeah, like, come on, man. Is, is there something neither of us are understanding about how, like, um about how the the tiktok kind of spy network works or something or is it like so so here's the thing like all all social media apps they do collect data on you right yeah the thing thing is is that tiktok is basically just like a main line straight to the ccp like right ccp can just control whatever they want they can be like tiktok give us all your data and they have to like they they don't have a fucking choice right yeah And, and you know that it happens like you know that shit happens and right. I think for the majority of like U.S. for the majority of the U.S. it doesn't really matter, but right. for military members it does matter. And bro, military I, intel dog, like dude, come and, on. And like I tried to explain this to someone, and I'll I'll explain it to you like how I explained it to him. So I, I told him this was a different a different military member who has a TikTok on his phone, and he, he's like, well, dude, like whatever. If they if they go into my phone all they're gonna see is like whatever like the shit i look at and like the porn i watch or whatever i'm like yeah. i'm like all right bro like look this that's not true i was like think you're assigned to a unit they know what unit you're assigned to if you have some training coming up they know what training is coming up they also know what time you're gonna be there who's in charge of you they know what weapon systems you're using what you're doing in the field because when you when you're in the army or whatever branch of service and you have training going on, they're, they're either texting you or, you know, teams messaging you or whatever, and they're telling you where you have to be, what you have to be wearing, um, you know, what you're going to be doing, all of that shit, and you're communicating the whole time when you're in the field or if where, wherever. So all that information is on your phone, and they're just gathering that information, like, oh, whatever, you know, this unit of this division is conducting this training at this location right now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like they get I know exactly what you're saying. They can get all that intel from one soldier. So it's like so it's like eighty five percent of the US Army has that. They literally know what we're doing at all times if that's Bro. The case. Yeah. And like and they know TikTok. they literally know when the fuck a private is waking up to do PT. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, bro, like that, that's real shit. And, and I tried to, expl- I try explaining that to like everyone that I know in the military, like, Oh, it's not a big deal. I'm like, bro, you're literally handing them Intel on a silver platter, bro. Like, like and like that, Intel. and that could just be used to develop like advanced AI war gaming algorithms. Dude, that's bro. Oh my god, nobody like, dude. It's tough because nobody listens to me. That was like a that was like a big reason why I started my Instagram page and like started this podcast. People around me like don't really realize the seriousness of like what's happening right now. Like, bro, they- I'm telling you, monetize <laughs> that opsec, bro. T-shirt, monetize that shit. Dude. Put the TikTok, put the TikTok logo on it, but like kind of edit it so it's like. A little like, different, yeah. A little spy, like it's like it has like a little microscope or something on it, yeah. or like a like a like a like a, a um a, a hush hushing lip symbol over the TikTok and like do like opsec, bro. Like, dude, dude, you you and you and Vermillion could do a big collab on that. Ah, uh, dude, Vermillion's the best. I love that page, dude. <laughs> Fucking love those but, guys. But like, yeah, that's what I was thinking, cause like I don't know, like I don't. Yeah, dude, bro, it's so easy. Like, uh, what what a lot of people don't think about is like how valuable intel like that is. Like, they they can just monitor your training. They can just monitor what weapon systems you're using, what you're getting trained on, what units are being trained on what, what units are deploying, you know, and where they're going. I mean, that's cra- That's a big deal, dude. Yeah, bro. I mean, it's not just that. Like, I mean, if TikTok's anything like Google, like. I mean, I I just checked into my phone. I had to like close a bunch of things. Like, like Google has access to my key, like my keyboard search history on my phone. Like it it while I'm using its function, it can like stuff. Not not like preload the page that I visited before. Like if I'm like texting something in, into it, like via the Google keyboard or something, it preloads my sentences for me to who I'm texting it to. So if like if Google can do that, like I'm sure TikTok can too, and I'm sure TikTok has access to fucking people's microphones or cameras, and their cameras. Oh, dude, a hundred percent. Did didn't you see that thing about TikTok that even if your phone is off, it can yeah. access it can access yeah. like your microphone and shit. Yeah, 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 a hundred percent. At Google, uh, but that's you know I'm not making a defense of of Google or TikTok here, but like every app, like every modern app that that monetizes data they all can do that but when it comes down to it being like subordinated by like the nature of the chinese state to the the the, whatever bite dance or the company is that like has the data centers for tiktok it's like it's a zero-sum game for anyone in the military for anyone in the ic community for like fucking like here's another thing that no one thinks about like fucking these fucking like scientists or these lab students who are working on things that give America the cutting edge of like science and stuff, fucking TikToking it or like filming it or like recording it, recording their accomplishments, which they should. But if they have TikTok on their phone, fucking China gets access to that and is like, oh, well, we have a new drug for cancer before the Americans do. Think about it, dude. They got TikTok on their phone. Any correspondence they have between them and another scientist. Yeah, about, talking about whatever breakthroughs they have on the plans that they're working on, the yeah. experiments they're doing, straight to the CCP. <laughs> straight to the CCP. Bro, and you know what? I bet, I bet everyone in the CCP now knows exactly because like everyone in the Intel community has a cousin or a nephew or an uncle or a daughter or a son. 
and they all fucking like message their friends saying oh yeah my like my old man or my mom or my aunts in the intel or like they'll message each other bro like everyone everyone's been exposed bro yeah dude (laughs) it's crazy man i know i think about that a lot too and i'm just like jesus christ man like they have so much intel on us yo so so i remember um when I was doing my undergrad, I went to uh, Stony Brook University. It's in it's on Long Island, New York, and um, there were like uh, foreign national students there, and yeah. some of them, bro, some of them were, I believe, Chinese nationals, right? And uh-huh. they were studying like, uh, you know, Stony Brook's a big a big STEM school, so they were studying like whatever engineering, uh, whatever they're studying. But these kids would be driving around Lamborghinis, dude. Like, yeah. like Ferraris and Lamborghinis and they would just, they would just like buy up houses and shit. I'm like, at the time, I'm like, where are these fucking kids getting this money from? And now that I'm, now that I'm, you know, learning more and thinking about it, I'm like, yo, they were, some of them were probably like CCP spies, dude. Just yeah. like getting and, educated in the U.S., yeah. learning all this shit, or even just spying on the university yeah. for the research yeah. that they do. Cause Stony Brook does a shitload of research and they're probably just fucking sending that shit straight back to the CCP, dude. Like yeah, on a silver I know, platter. Man. I know, man. Crazy, bro. I know. I know. <laughs> and it really sucks too, because the average Chinese citizen, like, I mean, I I was listening to a conversation once at at a CSIS like talk summit about like what could be done about this, and everyone was kind of like taking the approach to like just fucking ban them, don't let the ones that the CCP approve come here and stuff. But someone, like, put up a point of, like, where they, they really believed that, like, um, it is unfortunate that the CCP gets direct access and control over which Chinese students get to come here. Because a way to instill democratic values, in their opinion, I can't remember what the, the speaker's name was, in their opinion was show people the best of what, like, American democratic values or free world values are. Show them that. Show them what that type of society is like and try and instill those values into and onto them. Um, But someone else was like, well, I don't think it would work because the CCP has direct access over that like visa lottery system um, in China. Yeah. So you either have to be filthy rich, you either have to be filthy rich or have excellent grades. And before you're sent out of the country, from the way I understand it, because I was listening to... uh, I don't remember what that fucking guy's name is. He's this ex-CIA spy who, like, fucking hates the agency. Um, like, he got put into jail, and he got, like, he, 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 took, he, took, uh, he, took, the, he took the hit for the Abu Ghraib. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, he took, he took, they, like, kind of, like, said it's all on him, but it wasn't. But anyways, he was talking about how they're, like, from what they understand uh, via their, um, their correspondence with the FBI counterintelligence, how it works is that um, the CCP takes like the most hardworking, smartest students in China and the CCP already knows, you know, that they're already pretty much the smartest students in the world. If they're, if they're passing the Chinese education system with flying colors, like they're smart. So what they do is they tell them, Hey, we're going to hook your family up. And uh, while you're there, we're going to just pay you money to start talking to these people and be an intellectual and uh, show them your, your, you know, your aptitude. Your, and, and they basically guide them on how to build up a successful, productive, and influential life in America 
that's embedded in the American system. And then they call in their debts. Then they call in their debts. They're like, oh, do you remember um, that house we bought for your aunt and uh, how we paid off your, you know, your father's medical debts uh, to the state? Yeah, well, we were thinking that that warehouse you own over in Wisconsin, we'd like to send a group of triad there to set up uh, some, you know, uh, to set up either um, a telecommunications lab or something or just or just whatever. But apparently that's that's like a method which which they which they use is like they they kind of like invest in you. And apparently it's like a free ride investment. That's what they portray. Um, but then like after a decade or so of you living in the States, they start calling, they start calling it in. They start like saying, you you need to do this for us. You need to do this for us. And they uh, they use like the triad in America to enforce that. Oh, dude, I believe that a hundred percent. I know. And, uh, uh, I had when I had Sino talk on, he was he was mentioning that the CCP actually utilizes the triad for certain things. And I oh, was yeah. like, I was like, yo, what? Oh Imagine. yeah, bro, bro, bro. That was my whole. I re- I wrote a whole thesis when I was like fucking, I think twelve or thirteen. I was living in. Uh, in a foreign country at the time as I was, I grew up in a foreign country. It's the reason why I don't have a, I never had a high school diploma or uh, I had a weird life. My parents were very, um, like very hippie. Um, but I, I wrote a whole like little thesis about how America should basically infiltrate this. Like I'm tooting my own horn here, but how America should infiltrate every single foreign uh, mafia cartel, organized crime uh support it but make their activities go rather than our mainland go um their domestic mainland and just fucking um wreak havoc and uh own the crime own the crime groups there that that was my whole that was my whole little thesis i wrote when i was like 13 that's awesome (laughs) and i i think i legitimately think i tried to send i sent send that paper to the state department of the country that i was in when i was like 13 i don't know if they ever got it (laughs) they're probably like damn this kid's insane what the fuck (laughs) yeah that's that's awesome though yeah dude i know i know the ccp does shit like that like you look at how the CCP just keeps buying up fucking farmland in the U.S. Um, and I, I talked to Sino talk about it. And he was like, yeah, so part of it is that China, like, literally just needs some farmland. Like, right, to, I remember. Like, crops and stuff. But he's like, but then you look and it's right next to a military installation. Or it's right next to, like, some fucking sensitive, you know, whatever installation in the U.S. Right. Or some Dude. critical infrastructure. It's just Dude. right next to it. And it's like, what? Why? Yeah, why, but why are why are we allowing that though, right? Because Europe, uh, fucking Canada, Mexico, even every even Thailand, they have very strict protocols in place in regards to public land outside of their military bases. Like, Dude. why why don't we have that? Dude, <laughs> you're asking great questions right now. Um, I that I don't like, bro. To. <laughs> like, bro, come on, man. No, I, dude, it seems like a no brainer. It's like, yo, like, why would you allow land so close to such a sensitive location to just be, like, so easily accessible, you know? Yeah, it's like, bro, come on, man. Like, what's going on with that? (laughs) Dude, no, you know what another fucking thing is crazy to me? Is how, you know, I've talked about this before, but, like, bro, a lot of the surveillance cameras that we've had on, you know, 
sensitive areas in the U.S. Like all built in China, dude. All made in China. They have components that just send footage like straight back to China in the fucking cameras that we've been using to for security reasons in our sensitive locations, bro. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Another thing, did did you know that like a large majority? I was like reading another article. I don't know if it was like the Rand Corporation or CSIS that that put this out, but it was like um. So the the badge ID scanners and the the fingerprint scanners that like from just like the public to to just public all the way to getting your classified and like I guess um, or secret security clearance or top secret security clearance or whatever like all those scanners or the retina scanners or the keypads like over seventy if not a hundred percent of all the internal components like are all owned by like Chinese subsidiaries. <laughs> oh great (laughs) yeah so like like all the scanners on base i guess like a lot of like a lot of the companies that have like the the key code scanners and then like you're like just your the palm where you put your palm on it and it like scans that or it scans your retina like most of the companies are now owned by like these chinese like publicly traded stocks that have direct ties to the ccp yeah there's so when you go on depending on what base you go on but like uh some places they'll have like a like a you'll have like an access card um yeah that those like, things yeah you like scan into the building or whatever um yeah that's that doesn't surprise me at all though they they would have they would fucking those companies would be chinese in all honesty and they they make such a big deal too so um in a lot of those places on base like if you say you're working like just wherever, you know, um, right. and you, you have your, your, you'll have your, wear your access card, like around your neck usually, cause you have yeah. to scan into certain rooms or whatever. And, um, but they make such a huge deal about it. Like when you walk outside with it, they're like, Oh, don't wear that outside because then someone could take a picture of it and send it to China. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, China's thinking like 30 steps ahead. They're like, dude, we literally make the components that you scan those fucking cards with. Yeah, bro. Like, what are you yeah, saying bro. right now? We can take a picture yeah, bro. of it. Like, <laughs> and we know, we know exactly where all, the, where all the skiffs are on base because some fucking corporal, like 19-year-old corporal or something who has, like, a top-secret security clearance doesn't give a fuck and just takes his fucking phone in there to look at TikTok all day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, if... Dude, if you bring your phone into a skiff, that's a huge security violation. You get in a lot Bro, of but... Okay, so I've talked to a lot of people in the military. A lot of younger people, especially in Poland and stuff. And this is how I kind of learned about, like, intel. I guess mainly through military dudes. And I think this is because, like, I can just riff with people and I get them super drunk. And I, I heard some pretty <laughs> crazy things. I, I, I heard some things I know they weren't allowed to tell me. But half of them are like, I don't give a fuck. I'll take that shit in there. It's boring as fuck. And I'll just, like, fucking like, like, thirst like girls on fucking Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, it definitely happens, obviously. But like, yo, if, the, if those dudes get caught in a skiff with it's, their phone, that's you're fucked. You're fucked. That's the end of your career. It could be. I mean, that's probably that's that's probably the end of your security clearance. Damn. And if if you get hired, you know, if you get hired in the army, if you come in as like an intel analyst and you can't have a top secret security clearance, I mean, they don't really have a use for you anymore. So now that's the end now, of your career. Yeah, I mean, guess what you're gonna be doing? You're gonna be fucking, you know cleaning fucking toilets and and doing dumb shit until the end of your contract fuck they'll they'll probably give you like an article 15 which is like uh 
uniform code of military justice. So they'll, they'll take your rank. They'll take your pay. Um, they'll make you do extra duty for 45 days. You can't leave base for 45 days. <laughs> um, yeah, no, nah, dude, they, they can fuck you. And just cause you want to, just cause you want to fucking thirst like girls, like, come on, bro. That's stupid. That's dumb as fuck. But I know, I know it happens. Like, yeah, dude, a 19 year old private first class gets a top secret security clearance. He's I'm just going to bring my phone. Fuck it. Well, okay. I mean, you can do that, <laughs> but then, you know, you, just be prepared to suffer the consequences. Yeah, I mean, man. There's, like... there's one building that I know of that, um, you know, I've been in before, and they knew if you had your phone with you. Like, oh, shit. They, they caught people that had their phone. I get, I don't know how they, I don't know, I don't know what kind of fucking system they were using, but they would know. They could tell if someone had their phone, and they would like, they would like find the person, and be like, yeah. they'd be like, come with us. <laughs> Bro, bro, you're nut. Everyone's nutsack is probably getting irradiated in that building by like some scanner oh, they have built into the door. Oh, dude, it's probably fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but man, like, okay, first of all, like, I don't know, like, bro, like, maybe, maybe the military or the U.S. Army should hire me as like a consultant and like just put all their like fucking intel dudes who are like young and just bored and trying to vibe in foreign countries when they're off base and like put them in a bar with me. <laughs> just to see how much I can get. like, bro, like I should have got out of like these two dudes at Zhezhov, uh who are stationed at Zhezhov and a bunch of other airports, like what every single, every single weapon system that wasn't made public that was being sent out that they saw. Secondly, uh, they were telling me about like um, B1B bombers uh, practicing like emergency landings, refuelings and stuff at night that no one knew about. Like there were B1B bombers that were like flying into Poland and just like practicing in case they had to go in and bomb like fucking. Uh... What's that? What's that fucking? What's that place between Lithuania? It's like it was a fucking there's like that Russian there's that it's like a piece of Russia that's not attached to Russia. Kaliningrad. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kaliningrad. Yeah. And they were, like, practicing to, like, bomb the shit out of, like, the this n- nuclear stockpile in Kaliningrad and stuff. And I, I, I know you weren't supposed to talk about shit like that. But they were, like, it was just like, fuck, man, that's interesting. Do y'all want to go to, like, this fucking uh, massage place <laughs> I know where they'll jack you off? And they're like, yes, bro, yeah, dude, dog. could you show us where that yellow's going? I was like, well, hold up. Let's get a little bit more drunk and, like, tell us some more fun stories. You know, I was just, like, bullshitting them, telling them, like, all kinds of shit. Like, I was like... Oh yeah, and I work. I you know I freelance for for you know for this intel agency, and this is this is the contract they're paying me. They're like, oh bro, show us the way. You know, when we get out of the military, we want to put our secret security clearances to use. And I was just like, bro, these guys are eating it up. Like, how is this yeah. allowed? <laughs> no, dude, it's dude, dude look, <laughs> it's not it's it's not that it's allowed. It's just bro, like this the army is like. Eh. It's just full of. Well, this wasn't just the army, bro. It was like, dude, I've met Air Force dudes that were in IC. Like, there's there's a lot of people that are like, I think they're lonely. I think a lot of people from what I see in the IC community are really lonely and friendship starved. Yeah. No, dude. I mean, dude, it happens, bro. I mean, these guys, you know, these guys. It's (laughs) you get drunk, you know, you you want to talk to people and. Oh yeah, it's bad though, dude. That shit is that shit is so bad, bro. Like opsec because they think it's real. Cool. Huh? Yeah, bro. Like, they, well, first of all, like I think they're into it. Most of them are into it because it's a passion of theirs, or they're good at it. 
Uh, yeah. But a lot of them also think it's cool. So when you relate to them and be like, you you like you kind of know the game or you think things are cool, then they're like, oh, let me show you this. And like, they'll show you photos on your phone or explain fucking like, um, like penetrating systems, like technology penetrating systems and exactly how they work and like how they're utilized and targeting and stuff. And it's like, wow, you just told me that, bro. Like, I don't think you should, I, I didn't even know this technology existed. It's like... Yeah, and it's like, you can't, <laughs> you can't find that technology anywhere online. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Bro, you definitely shouldn't have told me that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, it's like, you know, like, and I mean, like, yeah, that was just me being bored and seeing, like, what these fucking dudes in the military and Jezhov wanted to tell me, like, what I could get out of them. Well, so yeah, I'm sure, like, that's... someone properly trained, like, Bro. could easily get whatever they needed. Dude, not even, dude, you don't even really need someone that's properly trained. Just send, like, some bombshell Russian girl or, like, some yeah. bombshell Chinese girl out. Oh, yeah. And just meet these fucking With, like, guys, double Ds. Bro. With, like, with <laughs> milked-out double Ds, bro. Milked-out double Ds. <laughs> you know, like, just fucking, you know, the fucking uh, Gymshark, you know, Gymshark leggings that, like, yep. push up the butt, you know. Yeah. And just have them, like, wink at. Like, wink at one lonely corporal, you know. Just, Dude. like, just wink at him. Like, make him feel like he's a little loved, you know. Just, just like... He likes me, you know. Oh, dude, you're no, done. You're set. I hear you. Yeah, bro, that's it. That's all. You, that's all I need. And it's like that's it, bro. <laughs> there goes oh, yeah. the like down the fucking drain. Yeah, down the fucking drain. <laughs> you know, it's funny though too, because um, you know, I t- I mentioned skiffs like in the U.S. Like most of them are, you know, they're actually sure all of them should be pretty secure. But um, my friend was telling me about a skiff that he was in like in the Middle East once. And there was uh-huh. just there was just like a hole in the wall. Like <laughs> he's like, How is this a skiff? Like this is not a secure facility. They're like, No, 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 it's fine. Like this place is fine. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Can can we talk about do, do you have did you ever hear because I I know you're gonna kinda go into Intel related in regards to SIGIN. So like did you ever hear any stories like Okay, so you know how like we have uh, what 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 did we have Guantanamo and Abu Ghraib and all that horrible stuff that like the public thinks is like, like first of all, like quite frankly, as an American, I don't condone like um, you know, like no matter how evil a person is, and like I understand like the, a lot of the fucking terrorists there were like fucking, just I don't think they should should have lived even or been in that prison, but you know, like if it ha- if like that type of torture happens, like you know, just one innocent person, I, I totally understand why they'd go back to the Middle East and just instantly become a terrorist, you know, because they, they hate America so much, for like being in a place like that for so long, while, while, um, while innocent, you know, yeah. but um, so I was, bro, like, I was listening to um, some dudes from the Ukrainian SBU, because like, I was, I was joking with them, like, I was like, Yo, do you think I could like I could get into Intel? Because this was like a time where like the SVU was providing security to all these journalists out in Kharkiv, and one of the journalists was was my friend, and I was like, "Yo, like let's go take photos. Like I want to see what happened." So went out to like where this uh, fucking Iskander missile had just like fucking hit like a hit a thing, and there was like this massive crater, and all the journalists were in the crater taking photos, and then there was these SBU guys. Um, they were like the security outfit, but then there were also like the um, the media coordinators and like they're I don't know like the person authorized to speak on behalf of the security services and I was like yo like give me some tips to get into intel and stuff like that like even though I'm a foreigner and and he was like um he like laughed at me and showed me a video on his phone of like uh 
of what happened to like um one of their spies um one of their spies family members in like an occupied part of Russia I mean of Ukraine uh, and like what they did to her and like I dude I couldn't even like make it like into one minute out of the video but basically it was like um I don't know if it was the Russians Chechens or I don't even know if it was like like I I, I like from what I understand a lot of um Eastern European and European and like in particular the Turk like the Turkish intelligence agents so like it could have been really anyone um because everyone's spying on everyone but basically like the first minute of the video I saw was just like this fucking lady um tied up with like her children and like just a lot of um just really terrible things uh like knives and stuff being inserted into um into them but then apparently the because i i couldn't fucking watch that shit but um as and then he laughed at me i was like yeah so if you know if you want to be an intel you know you you this is you know this is this is what happens to your side and what you need to do to the other side or some something like that and um but so like apparently, so basically, the, what I was told though is like the kids were summarily executed in front of um, their mother, and then the mother was killed um, at the end of the video, and that video was then left on the doorstep of this spy that they had, um, and she later killed herself after watching the video. Jesus um, Christ, dude! Yeah, so like it got me thinking of like, yo, so if America had Abu Ghraib and and all that stuff like like are we like i don't know like i don't know like like and and then i and then i uh and then i googled this and like apparently the uh the fucking middle east and so i guess the u.s's intelligence community for whatever reason like that we know about i guess pulls their punches but maybe they don't but like from what i understand like the turkish russian chechen maybe even ukrainian uh uh, and like Brazilian, but mainly the Middle Eastern intelligence agencies, like, dude, they have no morals. Like, they will do evil shit. So when you brought up like the skiff in the Middle East, I was wondering if you ever heard like any stories of like um, the nasty shit the uh, the Middle Eastern intelligence agencies ever did. Nah, I don't. I haven't heard too much about that. Um, the guys that I know that were in Intel, like that were in the middle East don't really talk too much about stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the, honestly, a lot of that's probably classified. Uh, right. so I, yeah, I, I don't really know. I don't know about yeah, it. That. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I mean, dude, I can imagine that like <laughs> that they, cause dude, I mean, you even just see it in just how it plays out in day to day. Like they have zero regard for human life. So imagine, yeah. So imagine, like, how they're going to treat someone who's, like, a spy against their country. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even, like, imagine what they do, you know? I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah. 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 Like, fucking yeah. mind-boggling. Um, fuck, man. That's so depressing. Um, yeah. It sucks. Just, yeah. Like, bro, like, we got to get our shit together, bro. Like, the whole world does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't <laughs> Dude, I, I, like I talk about it with this other kid that I'm friends with, and I'm, and we talk about like, yo, like doesn't everyone just want to have like like amazing economic prosperity and like good times, like a love, good time and like trust, happiness, and, like, dude, just do great shit and like by dude by this time 
if everyone had been working together, we would we would be like an interplanetary species by now. Oh hell yeah, bro! But Absolutely. It's, but it's we'd like, have fucking like we'd have ragers and like trip balls at clubs on Mars. Dude, that's what I'm saying. And then, but then like instead, it's like no, let's fight over you know. <laughs> fucking land in ukraine or let's fight over this let's fight over that it's like you guys are all being so stupid right now but yeah man like you know it, you it, it is what it is yeah i mean it yeah. is what it is it sucks but like fuck man it sucks yeah i mean dude <laughs> dude it, it fucking sucks what can you do i mean my like all i really think about is just like hopefully the the u.s can you know pull it together my my main concern really is is more so China than yeah. anything. Uh, I mean Russia, you know Russia's always a threat with their nukes or whatever. But I mean, dude, really, like military, U.S. just like steamrolls. We would smoke Russia. smoke dude. Russia, bro. We would dude, smoke, we smoke them. Dude, we steamroll them, bro. We like steamroll you could, them, bro, bro. You could send all of like Wagner Group at like what at like. One or two special forces groups in the U.S. and and like that. Oh, was... bro, not even like just get the Marine Corps, like get the fucking Marine Corps involved, bro. I, I, they'd steamroll, they'd steamroll Wagner. I bet well, you do, anything. Do, you do you remember what happened in Syria when Wagner tried to like, like take over a fucking? I think it was like an oil facility that uh, yeah. special forces group. Dude, they learned real quick. What the fuck happens when you try to fuck yeah, dog? Yeah, bro. No, but like I think they and but like the the interesting thing is like they had a like a marine. So like they had like was it like twenty two special forces soldiers and then like a whole bunch of like marine security personnel that like had yeah. a mortar with them, and yeah. they held they held them back with that. But then they had like a JTAC with them and they just dropped heat and like what did they kill like. 300 400 like wagner soldiers Dude, literally yeah i think it was i think it was about like 300 yeah and, it, and how many u.s guys were there bro it was not many i can't remember how many dude but i think it was, it was like a total of like 30 like yeah <laughs> i was i was it, for some reason in my head was like 50 but it could have been it could have been like 30 guys like <laughs> like bro they smoked them bro and then the wagner dude like on the leaked audio calls like like they 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 call like they use the word gundun, which is like condom. And it's like those condoms ass raped us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, dude. I mean, cause bro, like you just see it in Ukraine. Like they have no, they have a horrible like military structure. Their structure is terrible. They like I don't know. They just they they're not good. It's they based can't... in Soviet doctrine though, which is like wave after wave, like just a frontal assault. Yeah. Yeah, which is, I mean, to me, is such a very ineffective way to fight a war, I guess, because... Well, in a modern day, absolutely. Yeah, in, like, in modern day. What the fuck day. are you thinking? Like, <laughs> for real. Yeah, dude, like, just send bodies at the problem. Like, that's such a stupid way to fight a war. Like, what? Like you're just going to keep sending bodies and sending bodies? Like, okay, well, you just killed off, like, most of your, like, fighting age males, and... Now you're gonna have a fucking. Now you're gonna have a birth rate decline for years to come, and it's just gonna be a huge fucking problem. Like I, I don't know if like Russia's really thinking about that, but like, if they keep fighting this war and all these key, all these men keep dying, they're gonna have an issue with birth rates in their country. You know, right? So, so an interesting thing about that is, from what I understand, there's there's a problem. The the the. 
I think th that that's going to be a problem now because Russia has been like really conscripting a lot of youth from their bigger, like more affluent cities like St. Petersburg and Moscow. But before what they were doing is they were just sending draft notices to the ethnic minorities in Ukraine. And there was like a whole article. I can't remember who put it up, but like, um, so basically what they were hoping to do was have like all these ethnic minorities, including like Chechens and wherever Hasbullah's from, it's not Chechia. It's like, it's some other. Dagestan? No, no. He's like from some other occupied or like captured area near Chechnya where they're all Muslim, but it's a part of the Russian Federation or like Russia. Oh, okay. I can't remember. Yeah. So he, he's like from one of there, but they were sending all of those people initially. And I know this because, um, um, it's, I was, um, when I was in, in Kiev, um, I was like overhearing, um, this, this journalist, I can't remember what his name was. Um, he's, he's a really cool dude. I met him in Lviv. I actually, no, first I met him in Poland in, uh, in Shemish in this small town called Shemish at a kebab shop. And I think he's Canadian, based in New York. I, if anyone knows, if he ever listens to this, dude, hit me up. You have my number. You have my number. Hit me up. But, um, fuck, man. Like, I can't remember what his name is. Um, but he uh, he was, you know, transcribing. He, he did a, he did some, uh, you know, document, not documentary. He, I don't know. He did some journalism work where he was talking to all the, the rape survivors. And there were so many, bro. Like, so many women got raped. It's truly horrible um truly horrible like i it is like i don't know like the amount of contraceptives or like abortion pills i helped up i helped this um this polish ngo load into like trucks every day while i first volunteered at the border was like in the tens of thousands jesus um, christ yeah because abortion abortion i think or abortion pills are illegal in ukraine so they right. got a prescription or what they couldn't get it it's also the only country in the, in the EU where it's illegal to do an abortion because they're so Protestant or military, Catholic or whatever. They went to the Czech Republic to get them. But, dude, we would, like, send in 10,000, maybe 15,000 my entire time. I was volunteering with them in a week. Like, I volunteered with them for, like, a week, and we sent in, like, easily 15,000 abortion pills. But all the women were, like, saying they were, like, raped by, like, either, like, you know, like, Wagner groups or like they were like describing them as like an ethnic an ethnic Russian rather than like the stereotypical Russian based on their accent and stuff so aside from the VDV I think a lot of the soldiers they initially sent in were like probably from the ethnic uh, the ethnic minorities that that Russia had that okay so, so I think they were trying to do that to keep the war off the minds of like the populace that has some power actually in like Moscow or St. Petersburg or the larger cities, but now they have no choice because no one wants. So they're just doing forced conscription. Yeah. That's oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I, I remember, I do remember hearing about that at the beginning of the war that it was all like ethnic minorities fighting, but I mean, if the, uh, the longer they keep this war going though, they're yeah, going to have no, yeah. Yeah, they have no choice. I mean, they're, they're going to have to send Russians there. And bro, like another, another conspiracy, this is a conspiracy theory, 100%. But I was like, while I was in Ukraine, the theory was that like, the reason why the Russian Air Force wasn't actually that 
like being seen is because they're stationing the majority of the air force on their border with China. Mm. Yeah. Um, because they're giving up so much of the ground based fighting forces to the Ukrainian front. Oh shit. Yeah. That's interesting. But I don't know. I don't know. That just sounds like more of a conspiracy theory to me. Yeah. But it is ah. interesting. Cause like, where is the Russian air force? Yeah, yo, that's a good question, though. Like, where the fuck is the Russian Air Force? But Yeah, bro, like, they have a shit ton of airplanes. Like, they may be old or, like, outdated, but they have a shit ton of airplanes. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not like they're more old or outdated than what Ukraine's got. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, where, where's the Russian Air Force? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. The, 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 on the China border, though, I mean, that could be... That sounds a little conspiracy theory. Yeah, that's conspiracy theory as fuck. Bro. I'd have to, I'd have to look into that a little bit more. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That the Air Force question is a good question though, because like they've been, they haven't done like shit. They, <laughs> they haven't done like anything in Ukraine. I mean, yeah. they, oh, bro, did you see that that the thing I sent you on on the gram about uh the was it the Kinzel being allegedly shot? Yeah, down? yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. think that's real? Ah. <sighs> I don't know. That's why. That's why I sent you that message. I was like, "Yo, that'd be crazy if that's real." Because those things are not allegedly easy. hypersonic weapons, right? Yeah. In theory, yeah, yeah. you can't shoot them down. Yeah, in theory, yeah. I mean, that's why I don't know. I don't know. I I didn't get a chance to look further into it, but um, yeah. Bro, but then, in theory, then even though it's like old and run on floppy disk, <laughs> you know that 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 would change. That would change the, you know, the whole dynamic of of mad then because then that that would actually mean america's fucking 70 or 80s era lockheed martin fucking uh our nuclear defense or like our the 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 weapon systems that we have to shoot down oncoming like in the air before the glide vehicles activate the fucking nuclear weapons are actually potentially effective yeah yeah i mean i wouldn't be willing to bet the house on it but yeah uh (laughs) But yeah, I mean, you're right. In theory, yeah, I mean, dude, dude, I was oh, man, I was watching this this whole thing about the effectiveness of those air defense systems. If like a nuclear it's weapon, so was depressing, bro. It's so dude, depressing, it's so isn't de- it, bro? It's so <laughs> depressing because it's like, it's like the the new. It's not gonna work. Decoys, yo, it's not gonna work, bro. <laughs> dude, the nuke deploys like twenty decoys, yeah. and the defense system has to like pick the right one and hit the yeah. exact right one the timing bro, has to be perfect i'm like bro we're fucked like if, if someone... we're fucked and it's still on a sloppy disk bro a lot of those systems are still run on sloppy disks dude sloppy disks yeah, dog dude. sloppy disks dude <laughs> i watched the thing on it too man i was like dude we're fucked like like this can't happen like this <laughs> like we cannot like this cannot be put up to chance if this is put up to chance like this is going to be bad day yeah, this is like just a bad, a bad, bad day. Dude, a bad day, bro. That's it. Over. All right. Uh, okay, well, I got I to gotta kind of cut this short. But my last, my last question for you is, how is your, what's your nuke, nuke vibe from this we, whole thing? Like, we, do, you, do you get the, the vibe that Russia is going to, like, maybe use a nuke in Ukraine? So I think we talked about it in, like, part one of this podcast. Yeah. But yeah. uh, I, th- I like I said, I think it's possible. I mean, um, 
if they if they keep this war going and if well so we also we mentioned the spring offensive if if ukraine has a good spring offensive and they take back a decent amount of land and they're still and the russians are still for land and then it turns again into like a back and forth meat grinder i mean that could be a way for them to end the war you know yeah Absolutely. Get, get Ukraine to the negotiating table, get everyone. But then that could just backfire on them and the U.S. could step in. Right. And dude, honestly, dude, honestly, for Russia, like, dude, that's a that's a bad like no matter how how tough they try to act, they don't want they don't want direct conflict with the U.S. That's just a fact, bro. Like they know yeah. they'll get steamrolled like they, they know the deal. And China's too smart. China, China's. China's fucking China's fucking like winning in other ways. Like they do it without firing a shot. They yeah. do it by like putting their technology in our fucking badge scanners. They do it by putting their technology in our surveillance cameras, by buying yeah. farmland. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they, Yeah, they're smart they, about it. They're smart about it. The Russians are more just like that meathead that wants to like get into a fight. Yeah. And and but- then like loses <laughs> yeah but the chinese the chinese are smart about it in a way where like they're thinking like long term about what they can do to avert nuclear war because they're so sure they're going to be around for the next hundred years yeah going to be exactly. the deciding and governing body of the you know of, of the asia pacific and potentially all of asia no exactly dude like bro when i talk to sino talk about it he he puts it in such a better perspective but it's like you know, people are so worried about about um, China, like going and doing an amphibious assault against Taiwan. Dude, they have other ways where they can, yeah. they can do it. Like they can do it with political means. They can do it in other ways. Like they oh, don't yeah. need to just launch. And dude, I was reading something like it would be an amphibious assault, like several times larger than the Normandy invasion. Like, right. Dude, like much larger than that. Like why would like like that's that's their last option like that's the last thing that they want to do they don't want to fucking do that right now you know what i mean and you know what as horrible as this sounds it might the war in ukraine and how ukraine stood up to russia and how its people stood up to russia i mean as, as different as the circumstances are and as the tactical situation would be absolutely i understand that but like it might have also shown China the dangers of miscalculating an invasion like that. The, the standing you lose, your face that you lose, potentially, yeah, sure. if it goes wrong. No, for sure. They definitely that, – dude, that, that was another thing. I'm like, yo, China has definitely been watching this war closely. Like just to just to see like what happens when you you do something like that, you know? Yeah, bro, and it's why they haven't, I think, been that necessarily like out there, you know, about like – necessarily supporting you know one side over the other too much yeah yeah no i i agree man i i i agree with you china thinks long term they're thinking like a hundred years in advance they want to be the main superpower they're not they're not just like okay let's just go invade taiwan and if and if they were to invade taiwan right now or even in the near future and they and they don't make they don't pick up any ground and they don't actually take the island bro that's like that's it bro like that's it yeah for- that's it yeah like that yeah like there no there's no support like and she knows that they know that they're not stupid bro like they're not yeah yeah, yeah. i mean oh let's let's can we t- touch on one more thing um yeah dude i got Uf- time it's up to dude, you man. Uf- ufo's and aliens bro <laughs> Yeah, dude, I was yo, I was actually gonna say, because you were like, oh, I gotta kinda cut this short. I was gonna say, 
well, I'm not going to let you off the line until you tell me about your UFO experience in Ukraine. Yeah, bro. I don't know if I talked about it over the last last thing. So, um, like, it was crazy to me. So, like, I don't know in length how many Starlink satellites are connected to each other one after another. But so it was either a Starlink satellite or like the longest fucking grad salvo I've ever fucking seen in my life or straight up a fucking UFO because I have no way to explain what it was. Um, yeah. But there were like. OK, so you know how U- UFOs round, right? Like the theory behind the UFO being round or like a disc shape. Yeah. Now imagine you're staring at at like at just like it, its headlights were like the the I don't know fuck I can't fucking explain it whatever okay you put you you put two plates together but like where they're facing apart from each other not like how they stack up but like like you press them against each other like face up yeah yeah I know you know yeah. Yeah, yeah, so where the cracks would be, that's where I'm imagining the headlights of the UFO when I'm trying to describe this to you, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. So what I saw, like, I was, like, taking a really drunk piss outside of this um, this volunteer's house in Kharkiv um, that he was letting me stay the night there. And I was just, you know, peeing, and I looked up, and he was, like, pointing up at the sky while he was smoking a cigarette and was like, what the fuck's that? And there were this continuous string of lights in the night sky that just looked like an endless rotation of that for like a solid 20 minutes whoa yeah and i was like trying to figure out like what in the fuck is that bro (laughs) (laughs) damn that's crazy yeah that's like that that was my that was my ufo sighting and then um i think one time when i was a kid um while i was like um in uh in asia i was just like uh, in the middle of a lecture and I was staring out into this like it was a really rural area um in like um Southeast Asia and uh and I was like looking out my window from this lecture um that was in a really boring class and like I straight up saw like an orange like UFO just like flying throughout this valley and I was like oh that's crazy well I didn't know what it was like but it, it looked like a UFO to me it was just like this orange machine that was like rotating and flying through this valley oh damn that's crazy yeah. so what do you think about ufos bro what, <laughs> what, I, I i'm i'm a skeptic to be honest yeah i've never seen one i mean i've seen like satellites that you, you can tell you can well like i've seen things in the sky that move really fast across the sky right but right. that's usually it's it was definitely they're definitely satellites the the only thing that would really convince me, like, it, to, if I saw a UFO, is if I saw something move fast and, like, change directions really fast. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, Cause, yeah, like, that, that, yeah. Because, like, I think a lot of people, like, they mistake things for – if they see something in the sky, right, and it moves really fast, if it's got, if it's got a light or something, that's most likely a satellite. Right. Because the sat- like, satellites in the sky, like, they, they'll move across the sky really fast, like, almost looks like it's, like, too fast. But, um, yeah, like, I'm actually, I'm kind of a skeptic, too, even though I talk about UFOs all the time. Yeah, they're, a, a, fun, they're a fun topic to talk about, though. Yeah, for sure. But the, the reason why, like, I think there's, there's actually some, like, legitimate, um, you know, sources on them is because there's, like, Navy pilots that come out and talk about UFOs, you know. And, and 
uh, just pilots in general that come out and talk about things they've seen and they can't really explain it. And, and there's data from uh, like radar and stuff like that that shows anomalies that no one can really explain. I mean, there was just that footage recently. I think there was a pilot, I think it was in Colombia, flying over Medellin. And he got like this really clear video of something flying like over his head while he was was flying. I saw that video. I saw that video. It looked interesting. Uh, A lot of people were saying it was a drone. I don't know. I looked at the, I watched the video. I was like, that's an interestingly shaped drone. Like I haven't really seen too many that look like that, but it could be a drone. I don't know. Um, it gets, dude, it, nowadays especially, it gets really tough to tell because there are so many fucking things flying around in the sky. Like, right. yeah. There are like so many lot. drones. Like uh, there, drones, fucking, yeah. Dude, the like first time, things. the first time I did, I, I saw a SpaceX launch, I didn't know what it was. Like, I was with, I was doing PT. Um, I was in Savannah at the time at Hunter Army Airfield. And we were doing PT and they had launched the SpaceX from Florida and yeah. we saw this thing going up and it had this crazy beam of light, like on, like, I guess out of the back of it or something, dude, it didn't look real. Like it looked, I was like, yo, that's like an alien, bro. I was like, what the fuck is that? And then, you know, I researched it a little bit and I was like, oh, okay. It was a SpaceX launch, but like just the shit that SpaceX is doing and, and Starlink or whatever, like they're shooting stuff up in the sky that like looks it doesn't look fucking real. Like it looks right. Like it looks like it would confuse someone who doesn't really research into it. Cause you know, like you or me, like if I see something in the sky, I'm immediately like, okay, were there any launches nearby? Like were there at, like who was messing with certain equipment nearby? You know, this and that, like, right. Cause right. I was looking yeah. into it. I was like, cause there's at a hunter, there's some like drone operators. I was asking around. I'm like, Hey, was anyone flying any drones this morning? Like what's going on? Um, but no, it ended up just being SpaceX, uh, but yeah, if someone you know, if someone doesn't really look into it, they're gonna report it as I saw a UFO. Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's just me. Like, I'm a skeptic too. But when I hear about pilots, you know, yeah, like that's a fun thing it. to do, bro. Like, yeah. If you're ever in an airport, no, for real. Like, if you're ever in an airport, I did that a couple of times. I asked them, like, "Yo, have you ever seen anything out in the night sky?" And bro, you'd be surprised by how many of them will be like, "Yeah, I've, I've seen weird things that I can't explain." Yeah, for sure. Like, um. So I, I grew up um, kind of uh, like um, in like uh, an uh, area of Nepal kind of for a little bit of my life. Um, so I met I, uh, I once talked to this Bhutanese airline pilot and Bhutan's this tiny ass little kingdom between China and India. And I talked to him once and I asked him like, yo, have you ever seen anything crazy out in the night sky? And he's like, oh, yeah, all the time, like. Like, his flight school just taught him to ignore things like that. Like, they were just like, yeah, just ignore things like that because you're going to see it. Like, that's what he told me. Like, you just take (laughs) it for granted. And he said, like, he sees crazy shit when he flies, like, uh, from Bhutan to India or Bhutan to Thailand. Like, he's like, he was like, yeah, one time I think it was just really sleep deprived. But, like, I saw a ball of light that changed colors every time I blinked. And it just kept, like, staying by my window. Another time I saw what I thought looked like a fucking, like, like Asian looking dragon, like, fl- like f- flying through the sky. And I was like, bro, that's fucking wild. Yeah. That's crazy shit. Yeah. yeah. I think, dude, I think those airlines have like a procedure to report UFOs. Yeah. And they yeah. have like, I think the air force does as well. And the Navy does as well. They have procedures. So, I mean, that means that like, 
it's it's there's weird shit there's weird shit that they don't like know that they can't explain yeah for whatever reason you know like like they they're up there and people are seeing weird stuff and they're talking about it and they so that means that they put a procedure in place you know i mean or like yeah Or, like, there's some country out there that is, like, a couple hundred years ahead of everyone else and just never told anyone. Well, bro, that, that scares me, too, because then I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm like, what if, like, this is but all bro, Chinese fucking... No, but, bro, what if it's not Chinese? Like, what if it's some country we don't give a shit about that's, like, discovered, like, the fucking, you know, combustion engine, like, 300 years before anyone else did and was just like well, let's let's just keep quiet about this and develop all this shit on our own like what right. if it's just like some random ass country out there and that no one ever one thinks about like, one day they're like okay yeah, fuck, we're taking fuck over everybody. the world now yeah yeah what if it's just like that you know <laughs> it's just like Liechtenstein or something yeah you yeah of, yeah you ever heard of Liechtenstein? it's like Isn't one of the it a city countries. yeah is it a city? I thought it was a country. It's like oh, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's a country city or something. Yeah, it's like in between uh, Germany and Austria and Switzerland. I think it's like bro, a tiny country. I bet they're rich. I bet they're mad rich, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> they just have hold the secrets to the universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have um, uh, I back when I could afford it, I used to go to Thailand a little bit for Muay Thai training camp. Oh, that's it's from Luxembourg that I met there. And all they do is Luxembourg just pays them money because they're students. So they get like paid like five to six grand a month in euros. Um, their their economy is really great over there. And all they do is they travel and they fight like they train different martial arts. They record it and they just fight and they just they love it. And, and they have social security they have free travel insurance given to them by their government for whenever they leave Luxembourg. Like, it sounds like paradise, bro. Dude, that fucking awesome. Man. <laughs> like, like, fuck. <laughs> I know, right? Like, it's like, it's like, that's awesome, man. Good for you guys. Yeah. Lucky. Yeah, I know, right? Um, what was it? Like, uh, so do you think, like, ultimately, do you, do you think, do you think there are aliens out there, bro? Oh, dude, that's not even a question. Hundred percent. Oh, okay. So you're you're just skeptical about what we're seeing being UFOs. Yeah, I'm skeptical okay. if if they've come here before or if right. we're seeing UFOs. But are there right. aliens? Not even a question. Yes. Bruh. Yeah. Like I think my my thoughts on it maybe they're similar to yours, but it's like okay for the chance that our like for our life to exist in the universe, you know, like. The, there's an equal amount of chance in that there's other life out there <laughs> or like the same the same conditions came in place for other like other i don't know other planets or other beings yeah yeah of course i mean dude <clears throat> you gotta think like how big the universe is how big just our galaxy is like there's trillions and trillions of planets like somewhere there's fucking there's some type of life. Yo, bro, I wonder what I wonder what alien pussy is like. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's like some alien doing a podcast right now. Like, yeah, like being bro. like, yo, bro, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, some people argue like, oh. 
if there was advanced life out there, like we would have seen signatures of them, like we would have seen radio waves or just some like evidence of them out there. Cause you know, they do, they do look into the universe a lot and look for like, look for different things, but I'm not, I'm not buying that. I'm like, yeah, but the universe is so big and who's to say that they would use like technology that we use. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cause we're looking for specific things, but who's to say that they would, even use the type of stuff that we have that we're looking for, you know? I don't know. I got to bounce. I'm sorry. Uh, all right. I got to bounce, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good, I, dude. I had a good time. Yeah, once I'm back in Ukraine, though, um, I'll try and, like, I don't know, send you informative, unbiased, just factual, any bigots of factual information I can get. Maybe it'll help out with your podcast. And what you're yeah, no, about. well, dude, we'll definitely stay in touch. You, you already yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I already know, bro. And who knows? Maybe one day in uh, in a year or so, we will we will meet in uniform. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Because bro. like I am, I bro, I need that GI Bill because I cannot fucking afford to pay for college right now. <laughs> Dude, we just gotta figure out a way. We gotta figure out a way to get you in, man. Yeah, bro. I can use some like uh, counseling in regards to what 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 I should sign and what I shouldn't sign, or what I should ask for and what I shouldn't ask for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bro. All right, bro. Right, I'm out. Peace. Later.